This is the Frank and Friends Show. Hi, I'm Frank Murphy. And I'm Stacy McLeod. What a delight. This is so much fun. Yes. Like, I just was, like, so excited the whole time I was driving up here and I yeah. knocked on the door. I was like, I've not seen you in, what, like, 20? Well, I, looked, longer than that, I right? looked it up. It's almost 15 years. 15. I feel like it's been Because long. I think, when I, I looked to see what pictures we had together, and I found some, I think, from your goodbye party, your Channel 8 goodbye party, and I think they were, if I, re- I can look them up again, but I think they were 2009. Yeah, Like, right around your birthday. It was, like, on your birthday... It's a combination. Stacy's birthday. Let's get rid of her. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> so I think that's where it was. So 2009 yep. now is is 14 years or 14 and a half, if you wanted to be precise. I don't even know anymore. Because your birthday's in the spring and this yeah. is the fall. Sometimes people will say 2009. I'm like, is that 20 years ago? Was it two years ago? It feels like it. Like, well, because our know, time is off. I know. Everything as everything is is. It's just gelatinous, and then I'm trying to remember, you know, how long have I been doing improv with Einstein Simplified, but do I count the year that we sat out yeah. and didn't play? I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't know. So. Time's a weird thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, we appreciate you tuning in to see if Stacy would show up, because she did. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> and we also appreciate your subscribing on YouTube, hitting the like button, you know, smashing that subscribe button, in fact. Thank you. And uh, you can also uh, find us on the audio podcast apps and on our website, frankandfriendsshow.com slash store. We've got lovely merchandise like the cup. That Stacy is using, you know, you will get a different cup. You don't get to buy Stacy's cup. That one. I mean, we could arrange that. That one stays in the house. I mean, <laughs> uh, we can start taking bids. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's not quite beach towel weather anymore. Is the pool the pool I don't water? Know. Today it's warm. Well, you can go out no, and check. Tennessee, stick your, you back go, and forth. You can stick your toe in the pool if you want, but I thought it was getting too cold. You don't do the cold water plunge out there. I guess I could try it, but the yeah. pool water was down to, I think, 74. It's got to be colder for that. Which is, oh. For the, the cold water immersion. Well, then I guess I could put on my beautiful Frank and Friends show hoodie uh, oh, to like warm that. up after that. Yeah. This is, that comes in multiple colors. My wife That's has cool. a black one. I have a red one. Other people have green and whatever. You whatever know, color whatever, suits Whatever suits you. <laughs> okay. So you're here. Oh, I, I should mention I've got a gig. Uh, if you're going to see me talk about the history of the body farm, you can do that at the Vonor Library, Thursday, October 19th, 7 p.m. Uh, more information at BoneZones.com. Don't forget the S, uh, as they've booked me. Dr. Bass is retiring from public speaking, oh. but they wanted somebody to come do a presentation. And I've emceed so many of his talks that I have many of them absorbed yeah. into my head. You kind of became an expert. Yeah. Oh, one other piece of housekeeping business, the mum. Nice. Uh, in the last episode, I put a mum back there. And it was unbloomed. It was all green. And um, I thought, well, maybe it'll bloom by the next episode. It hasn't. It's outside. <laughs> I bought the other one at church. And then I was at another event. I was emceeing a banquet for the people of Haiti, the Haiti Outreach Program. Just, in fact, just two days ago for, as we record this. And um, I went to go buy, and they still had leftover mums. And they said, well, make a donation to Haiti. Take a mum. Take a leftover food. Take whatever. So I go to do that. And one of the ladies who used to be the chairwoman, you know, they rotate. So mm-hmm. the chairwoman from either last year or the year before, um, she won't take my money. She says, it's been taken care of. Thank you for being the MC." And best of all, I had picked out an orange mum because go Vols. That's right. And I get home, and my wife's like, oh, thank you. That's <laughs> nice. She not a Vol fan? She said, no, she loves the Vols, okay. but she's like, I really love those dark red mums. I'm like, oh, well, I didn't get a dark red mum. <laughs> Aha, until now. There you go. But I broke it in the car. Oh. So unfortunately, I've got extra mum. Extra mum. That I've just, uh, just, I don't know what to do with it other than. Just have it here. I mean, I guess I could put it next yeah. to Mo. I mean, it's not going to. Oh, Mo. If he were alive, he would eat that. 
Yeah. He used to eat uh, hibiscus flowers and um, strawberries and and whatnot. But he's been dead twenty over twenty years, oh. I think. So. No. <laughs> I like you know, that he's here with us, though. Yes. Oh, cool. yeah. I, I brought him out one time as a joke, just to show and tell, and he gets more comments than I do. <laughs> That's the way it works with any kind of animal, though. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, especially, we've got a viewer named Renee, who is always commenting on Mo. So, Renee, Mo has become, as you know, I mean, I put him here because you, <laughs> to keep you watching. <laughs> Hi, Renee. And we got rid of the bell, which she hated, too. So, I mean, she, Renee, this is like the Renee show. The Renee show. Yeah. Whatever Renee says goes. Yeah. <laughs> or the Renaissance. So, let's talk about you. Because we mentioned that uh, we lost you, Knoxville lost you in the, your bright light oh, that's in, very in 2009. <laughs> but how did you even get here in the first place? Because you're from here. Yeah, so I am from um, a little town about 30 miles north of Knoxville, Campbell County. Oh, I was on the air in La Follette until yeah. recently. La Follette, Jacksboro, Caribou. Yeah. Yep. So um, I grew up um, right on the lake in Caribou, oh. and my grandmother lived in La Follette. See, I, the, the one movie that I'm in was filmed in uh, New Tazewell at, um, on Norse Lake. What movie? Oh, you don't want to know. Okay, we, we no, won't it, go there. It's, no, it's called it's called Fishbait the movie, and I'll only recommend it because I die first. It's a, <laughs> it's a horror movie, and I get eaten by a giant catfish fairly early on. That's the way to go, <laughs> <laughs> or not? <laughs> yeah. But it was that was I got to spend a good amount of time while we made that in La Follette and Campbell County, and at the Flat Hollow Marina, mm -hmm. which is like I think. It's Tazewell, right? Uh, it's new, yeah. Or new, t no Speedwell. Okay, it was called Speedwell. But you, you know more than me. <laughs> all right, well, anyway. So you grew up in La Follette yeah. area. Yeah. So that's where I grew up, born and raised. Yeah. Went to Campbell County High School, class of 1998. Oh, you're giving away. I know. I don't. I don't <laughs> care at this point. Yeah. I, I kind of got to that point the other day. I used to always remember how old I was when somebody asked because it was easy. Sure. I was born in '80. So whatever oh. year it is, it's easy. So if yeah, it's 2023, I know I'm 43, you know. Mm -hmm. But the other day I said, oh, you know, I'm, I'm 42. And I was like, wait, what, what, what even year is it? I was like, no, yeah. I'm 43. Yeah, you know? Do the math, Stacey. Yeah, yeah. so was, yeah, it, yeah, I'm already, I'm already, I don't even, it's, it's fine. Um, so I don't mind telling people my age. It's it's part of it. You know, yeah. I, 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 getting older is a gift and you mm -hmm. just embrace it. And, you know, there's a lot that has come with age, a lot. <laughs> Dear, most of my viewers so. are older than you. You're still <laughs> They're probably going, what? <laughs> yeah, no, but then they, then they get it, though. You know, I was just I was just a baby when I was in Knoxville, and I thought I was all grown up. So, you know? uh, yeah, because if you take uh, 43 minus yeah. 15, I wasn't oh my even God, 30. Would, when I you were in your, in your 20s? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I was a baby when I was on air here, but I felt like I was an adult. And, you know, that's, that's part of What was of, your first job on air? Uh, my first job on air, so I went to school at East Tennessee State University. After yeah. I left Campbell County, I went to ETSU. And my very first job, I was an intern at the station in Johnson City in Bristol. Oh, yeah. There's some good stations yeah. up there. And so I interned there and produced a little bit and then um, immediately started sending off tapes. And I kind of had a strategy. You know, most people have a goal of going to New York or, yeah. you know, whatever. That was never my goal. Oh. My goal was to come back home. Nice. Um, and, and make sure I wanted to be home when my grandparents were still alive. You know, that's so true for people like Beth Haynes over at Channel 10. Yeah, yeah. And it was, I don't think she uh, necessarily had it as a goal the same way you did, but when it happened, she's like, this is it. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was shocked that I left, but rewind. So I just, I, I knew my goal was I wanted to be home, especially if my grandparents were still alive so that, that they could see oh, me on television. That's and, nice. and, you know, and my teachers, and, yeah. you know, I just wanted to come back home. And, were they um, surprised the day they tuned in to watch Chef Walter and there you were? I know, I know, my, I don't know. My grandparents were elated. My grandmother and my mamaw were super, you know, ex excited, uh, or my mamaw. But uh, so I, 
I was strategically sent out my reels. Mm. Um, I knew I couldn't get a job in Knoxville right away. The market was too high. I was a yeah. baby. And so I kind of did my homework, and there was a station in Hazard, Kentucky. It's owned by the same company. It's owned by the same company. That uh, was it yep. WMYT? WYMT. WYMT. Yep. There, uh, a lot of people have come yep. from there to Tons of people. Knoxville. Yep. Through the great television uh, company. Yeah, Heather, oh. yeah, I think Heather Haley. Well yeah. done. Yeah, so, yeah, well so, done. well, I, can't, I say strategic. I always aim for the top because I'm one yeah. of those people like you never know. Yeah. So, I actually sent my resume reel to Steve Crabtree, the news director at the time in Knoxville. And he was the one that was like, hey, you know, we can't hire you right now um, oh. because you're, 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 you're just out of college. Yeah, you're too green. He was like, but I see your potential. And he was like, nice. so I would like for you to apply. And he's the one that kind of told me. Yeah. So I would have never probably gone to Hazard, Kentucky, um, had I not known that that there was a sister station thing. Now, I'm, wait, no, no. If anybody's watching from Hazard, I'm going to get to that. I actually fell in love with Hazard, but I went to Hazard um, because I knew she became the was, Duchess of Hazard. Yeah, yeah. yeah something like that. Um, it, it was, I knew it was going to be my my road home. Yeah, you know. And so I was. Nice. I was there for two. I started out as the main anchor in Hazard. <laughs> You know, and I uh, it. yeah, and so then when my two years kind of came up there, um, I had an opportunity actually. Yeah. There was a job opening in Lexington and a job opening in Knoxville. Oh wow! And those Le- are both good towns. Yeah, and Lexington was work. the main anchor, and yeah. Knoxville was morning anchor, and there wasn't even a question. You know, I knew I was going to get to come home, yeah. so I came home and joined Bob and the morning show. And I'm glad you did history. because as I was doing morning radio. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't get to watch morning TV, except unless very few stations, nowadays more of them do. But back then, very few stations had a TV in the control room, so maybe you'd see it, but you wouldn't hear it. Mm -hmm. However, you come home and your evening newscast is on at 12 noon, for people like me. Yeah, even for you. (laughs) Yeah, so that would be me. I would come home from work, and my 5 o'clock news is on at 12 noon, in effect. Mm -hmm. So I'd turn that on, which is why I became to love, addicted to watching Chef Walter and you and everybody (laughs) else on that show. And then I thought, you know, I I know it's worked for other DJs. I've worked with, um, I used to be a producer on bigger shows in like Washington and Los Angeles. And they would always talk about the news anchors on TV and try to get, because we're trying to get on TV. Yeah. You see, we're trying to get attention. So um, I would talk about you and about Abby Ham (laughs) and whoever was on, Tirsa Smith was on Channel 6, but she was also on our show, so she would get a little mad if I talked about it too much. (laughs) But uh, the morning news anchors, I would talk about you guys on the radio. And then, you know, we start crossing paths at charity events. You know, what was it, the Bachelor Auction? Or no, no, it was was the United Way, not... I got. I'll was get this. I'll get this. It time. was Goodwill Industries. Yep. Had a Mr. Knoxville pageant. That's what it was. And you were the MC. Uh, yep. And I went to support uh, some of the guys in the radio station who were competing. Yep. And trying to win dollar bills. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just a, one example because I have a picture from that. Yeah. But we would see each other at parades, yeah. and we would see All each other at. You know, other, like, you know, children's hospital type events, just mm-hmm. where everybody goes, yep. all the yeah. media folk. Yeah, became friends over the years. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good time. I, I definitely miss those days, and I miss my uh, Knoxville TV family. From here, did you go to... Nashville. To be on TV? Uh, yeah, so so I, I decided to... Um, it, was, it was kind of unexpected, but I... Because I, I, I'd just taken the... I left morning, and I was doing the four. It was oh, Mark, yeah, yeah. You know, noon and four, and... Five, so you were dead to me so. at that point anyway. <laughs> no, I was still doing the noon. I was doing no, the noon and four. Oh, the noon and yeah, four. Okay. Yeah, the noon and four, and I think the five. You have the, all these different newscasts. I don't even know what they have anymore. And they probably I, have most of the same yeah, ones. And yeah, and then I just got promoted um, to do the eat to the evening news. And um, 
life just was kind of pulling me in a different direction. I was I was going through a lot of things, and I and I felt like Knoxville wasn't the place for me at that moment where yeah. I needed to be in my life. And um, I do recall some of this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so I um, it was it was going to be the healthiest thing for me to not be here. Yeah. And I got a job offer at Fox in Nashville nice. to be the entertainment reporter. So um, I actually was considering getting out of news at the time. You know, a lot, a lot had happened. Did you happened. love country music already? You know, I loved it. I, I liked it, but okay. it wasn't like a love. Um, I kind of did. You to... like it, or did you love it, or did you want some more of it? Oh, good. Look at you. You're quick. <laughs> I just you. liked it. That's but my was, quota. Was, that's my quota for the show. We're now <laughs> we're now done. <laughs> I liked it, um, but I was eager to learn more about it. It was yeah. kind of, country music was one of those things. You know, you're from East Tennessee. It's always there. Yeah. But I would have my phases. I would like it. I would love it. I would like it. I would love it. You know, I want some more of it. So Nashville was kind of calling. I, my I, name. I went to my very first country concert uh, the other day. Oh yeah, first. I went to see, yeah. Really? I know. Okay, who was your first? Emily Ann Roberts, okay. who is from Carnes High School, okay. is, I think, going to be a big star. And they're working her, so I got a press release uh-huh. about her, her album release party for her album called Can't Hide Country. So I write back to him and say, oh, hey, maybe I could interview her yeah. when I film the PBS show. I've got a PBS interview show that we film in uh, November and April. And... They're like, oh, well, why don't we do try to work it out? So, you know, all this back and forth. Mm-hmm. What other days are available? Can you film in September? Can you do this? Can you do that? We finally agree that we'll do it at Thanksgiving when she's home for Thanksgiving. And they're like, oh, by the way, do you want to come to the concert at the Bijou? And I thought, well, if I'm going to interview her for half an hour. Oh, I probably nice. should. <laughs> do a little research. So yeah. I went, and it was wonderful. Yeah. I loved hey, it. Hey, look, you heard it here first. She's going to be somebody, because let me tell you how those things work. You know the little band? Well, you might, you might not. Are you a country fan? You are a country fan? Um, let's say I could, if you ask me, name country artists from East Tennessee, I could probably give you four off the top of my head. Dolly's got to be one. Yeah, okay. but I also yeah. would say, um, uh, what's his face? Kenny, Kenny Chesney, Chesney um, Morgan Wallen, mm-hmm. and the band Perry okay. all come to mind. And then now Emily Ann and Dolly, so that's five. Well, there's a bunch, but there's this little band. If anybody's a country music fan, they'll, they'll know who they are. Florida Georgia Line. Oh, I know. Yeah, I met them okay, one time. So I was like one of the, I was like the first reporter to interview them before they were anybody. You know, so like you just, and you just know when you meet somebody, they're, they're going to they're gonna be. They were somebody. doing a syndicated country countdown radio show. I think it based out of Nashville, mm-hmm. but I mean, they were the guests yeah. or they were going to be the guest hosts that week. But for whatever reason, the day they had to record it was the day they were performing in Knoxville. So they came to my radio station and basically I, I got kicked off the air that day so that I could run the uh, board for Florida Georgia Line <laughs> so that they could record their intros and oh, outros cool. to all the songs. That's yeah. Cool, yeah. So that's my one experience with them. Yeah, I'm, cool so I'm the anonymous guy behind the, the plastic. I mean, we're in the same room, but, you know, I'm over behind, you know. Yeah. Behind all the mic booms and behind all the stuff running the, the levels. Yeah, cool guys, yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of stories like that. So when I went to Nashville, you know, there's a ton of people that have made it big that, you know, they I were bet. just coming yeah. up. But um, t- to rewind why, I, you know, one of the reasons I left Knoxville, you know, I just saw this opportunity, you know, and Craig Edwards, who used to work, you know, with me, yeah. he was working at Fox and he was like, you know, I told him, I was, I was like, you know, I just think I'm kind of done with news. Not to be somber for a minute, but and his wife was still working at Channel Ten here. Uh, was no, maybe she was at that point. Oh, okay, because she, she eventually went on to yeah. like St. Louis or something. Uh, yeah, so I, a lot happened the, my last year there in Knoxville. One being the um, the high school shooting, Campbell County High School, and that oh, was my high school. Yeah. Some of my principals. Wow. Um, and I don't know, you you know, you learn to not take things home with you, but you can't help but take things home with you. Yeah. And when that happened, it, it stayed and took you know I took it home with me, and it was just as I mentioned, I was young when I was in Knoxville, and yeah. I think just the 
doom and gloom of the news and being, you know, 27, 28 years old and having to grow up and feel like I was 40, you know, yeah. I mean? like when I was 27 was... Because that's what they tell news anchors. Yeah. They don't tell you to well, act no, like you're 40, but, but, you but they, they have you dress your, like you're yep. 40. They have you talk yep. like you're 40. Yep. I, all, yeah. And live like that too. Yeah. And like, I just felt like I had missed my whole late 20s and 30s and skipped sure. to 45, 50. Sure, sure. And um, it just kind of started feeling heavy. And I didn't want to be out of television, so um, I, I knew I wanted to move to Nashville. And um, Craig was like, look, I know you don't want to be in news, but there's a job opening here, and I think it's perfect for you. Nice. It's an entertainment reporter. Yeah. So that's kind of how that happened. I went and interviewed. I was offered the job the next week. I bet. And turned in my, you know, my notice yeah. and, and made the trek to Nashville where I was on Fox there for until 2012. Mm-hmm. And then I got a job offer with um, Headline Country with Stormy Warren. Uh-huh. Um, he had done the solo thing for years. That's a national country. Yeah, on it's like on t- G- uh, Great American Country. Right, right. It was. So he had done solo for years, and they were like, you know, it's time for you to have a female co-host. Yeah. So they set out to look for a female co-host. Hey, it worked for Porter Wagner. <laughs> Did it work out? It ended up working out pretty well? I'm not that well. All's well that ends well. But we, um, so they, they did this big search for a female co-host, and I got lucky and got picked, and I left Fox and went to do work for Headline Country yeah. for you know a year or so. But then, GIC decided that they wanted more reality television, so we were replaced with like, reality. Like TV. every channel, yeah. I mean, they're all and, they're all they're all identical now. You don't even you, uh. yeah. So I kind of like at that point, I kind of regretted leaving, you know. But I I was just like, you know, I don't really know what I want to do, and I ended up taking um, a job that ended up kind of being fun. It was for Power Block TV, which is filmed out of Franklin, Tennessee. Oh. And it's the nation's number one automotive how-to show. Okay. And it airs in syndication on a bunch of different networks, oh, but also cool. on like Spike TV and different things like that. Uh-huh. So I did that for a while. And then um, I unexpectedly had to leave Nashville for my family at the time and move to Vegas. It was not a choice. It was necessarily mine, but it's what I needed to do and what yeah. was right for my life at that time again. And so I ended up leaving television. Mm-hmm. Um, right about that time in 2014. So I left in 2014. 14, yeah. the year before that, or somewhere around in there. Um, no, I'm sorry, I left in 2016. Yeah. Um, 2014, I'd it's started... Not, there's no quiz. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's, there's a little relevance right. to the time. Oh, okay. Um, I had started competing, decided I wanted to compete in bodybuilding. Yes. And just to see how fit I could get, you know. And oh, you got fit. <laughs> eventually, yeah. I have a confession to make. All right. I had to stop looking at the Instagrams. <laughs> I mean, I love you dearly, and we're friends on Facebook. Yeah. But I did unfollow the Instagram just because... It's a lot. It was a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. So don't it's take a, it personally. No, I do not take it personally. It was it's a lot. just um, there was a lot of a lot of glutes. Is yeah, what I'm trying yeah, to tell you. Yeah, a lot you. of glutes. That's, that's <laughs> part of it. And, you know, a lot of people don't understand that, but you wear the suit. But I think you'd understand. The, I figured. I felt like one hundred percent. You'd know. You'd know. You'd understand. Yeah, and so and in yeah. different phases, I have. You know, I was I was focused on a fitness career at that time, and yeah. I had fitness sponsors. You and, won awards. And well, yeah. So I I, uh, I so I moved to Vegas right. You know, after I've been competing as an amateur a couple years. And I decided, you know, I, I don't really want to start over in Vegas on the TV thing. You know, I'm really enjoying the fitness thing. Yeah, so yeah. I started taking clients. I'm working with sponsors. And I was like, okay, I'm really going to try to earn pro. So you earn pro status by com- competing. And you have to win a national show. So um, in 2016, um, my first show of 2016, I competed that, at that show and national show and earned pro status. Wow. So I became a pro and immediately started competing in the pro circuit. And that kind of became my 
hobby, but also kind of a job. Right, you know? because now you've got a source of in, a steady well, source of income. It's still a very expensive hobby. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, I also kind of shifted and started taking clients. So my like my Instagram, everything shifted to being yeah. training focused. Right. You know, whatever. And I was kind of known as like the glute queen. <laughs> so like very glute focused. And I'm just a pudgy <laughs> East Tennessee guy. I'm like, I. And people don't understand it. A lot of people don't, and I get and I get that. But we have to we have the tan, and you have to wear a certain kind of suit on stage because it it's the only way you can see your well, muscle it, definition. It, you know what? But you I. Know? Also, I'm, and I'm no fault you for this at all. I'm just saying I personally made a choice yeah. to, you know, remove the source of temptation. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, a lot of people don't understand that. You would you would be surprised. I would get some messages from people that were just like, I can't believe you're wearing this skimpy suit, you know, or whatever. And I would have to explain to them, well, it, it's part of bodybuilding. Now, you have I'm, to be able to see the muscles, and it's you okay. know, it's it's. I get how it can look very sexualized. But I'm also going to compare you favorably to ballet. Okay. Now I have uh, appeared as a comedy character in ballet. Uh, with the Oak Ridge Ballet, Civic Ballet, I did it for 10 years. And I got to see, they would bring in professional ballerinas and men, ballet, whatever they call them. I don't, ballerinos, I think it's actually. Is it, is it really ballerinos? I think it's I'll, technically the name for it. But uh, those leotards, those tights are designed <laughs> to show the exact same stuff that, you know, muscle definition. Yeah. And that's the point of the ballet outfit. That's why the girls, the better they are, the shorter their skirts. Yeah. The novices wear skirts below the knee, and then the better they get, the tutus get higher and higher. Yeah. Because you're showing the control they have over their muscles in these impossible positions. They're able to hold a pose. I didn't know that. It's the same. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's so the same. It's the, the same. Except they, we... they dance around to music, yeah. and maybe they've got on a, a d- different colored tight, depending right. on whether they're the black swan, the white swan, or <laughs> or some other character. Whatever they're doing. Yeah, um, but it's really the same. Yeah. So there's just no way for the judges to see our muscle definition in the right way unless yeah. we have the tan because the lights are so bright, and yeah. then a certain cut of suit to show your, mu- you know. Yeah. So anyway, it is what it is, and I, you know, I enjoyed it, and um, I did get in the best shape of my life, and 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 then some, and um, I competed as a pro for. You should have seen the way she used to crack walnuts. It was, <laughs> you just would hear the sound and then she'd say, oh, it's time for a snack. <laughs> Something like that. No hands involved. Like yeah. But, you know, I, um, I made it to the Olympia twice, which is the Super Bowl of bodybuilding. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, so um, once you do that, it's kind of like you either keep going and try to win the Olympia yeah. or you just kind of, you're done. And I, and I wasn't necessarily done. It's, it's a very addictive sport. It's mm. a very addictive well, sport. Well, because, yeah, if you slack off, you lose your sh- physique yeah, quickly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I've believe me, I've, I, I'm in, I can do a whole class of losing your physique quickly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard. It can be very mental, you know, and... and, and now I just live the lifestyle. I work out every day, and, and I'm, I'm not as strict, but I'm, I'm healthy. Um, and you're but, spending time mostly in Nashville, Ve- uh, Memphis? Uh, yeah, so, I, in Vegas. so that was in 2016 that I moved to Vegas, and um, I, I quit competing in 2019. I wanted to keep competing because I was kind of at the height of my career. I'd done yeah. two Olympias. I'd just gotten home from Japan and China where I'd wow. placed in the top three with girls that had won the Olympia. Um, and I went through some stuff in my life where I had to make a choice and I needed to stop competing because I knew that I was going to use that kind of as a crutch to keep myself from going through a healing phase that I needed to go uh-huh. through. Yeah. Um, because again, it's very addictive and it's time consuming and, and, and I could have easily poured all of myself into that and not done what I needed to do Which to feel as a human being. You would have previously poured all yourself into broadcasting and TV news because right. that also is a, yep. a massive, I don't know if time suck is the right word for it, but life suck. Yeah, life suck. It just suck. takes up everything. Yeah. But then that, you know, that was a career. This was again, more of a hobby, even though uh, I had clients. Okay. But um, I just needed to shift away from that, go back to having a, um, I don't want to say a real job, because being a fitness coach is a real job, but 
a, more, a, of a more more of a steady income, more job of, or, with a, yeah, something like yeah. that, and um, not something that I was going to use to distract myself from doing some healing that I needed to yeah. do. Yeah. And so um, in January of 2019, I kind of took a, took a writing job, doing some blogs and stuff for it, like a CBD company. And that was kind of temporary while I tried to figure out what I wanted to do. That's how you eventually get into public relations. Yeah. And so, yeah. And then I started, um, then the perfect job came along. It was for a like fitness and workout company and they needed an internal house writer. Yeah. And so I was able to marry my careers of fitness and And writing and like, and I was on TV for them a lot and did some producing. Yeah. So then it's kind of snowballed from there. And I worked for a couple of different fitness companies over the years. And then now um, I work for a marketing company that's based out of Nashville. So kind of come back full circle, which is why I am back in Tennessee a lot. Well, let's talk about that. But let me do, uh, before we get into the the seriousness of that topic, let's talk about comedy. Okay. And the Secret City Improv Festival, which is coming up before you know it, uh, first weekend in October. They did it on the bye weekend. Okay. So uh, you can't go to a, did you go to a football game? I wanted to, I didn't work out. But we had a little party at my sister's house, had all the football foods and all that. Well, you can't go on October 6th or 7th either, because that's where they deliberately scheduled the Improv Fest for the bye weekend. And if you (laughs) buy your tickets at secretcityimprovfest.com slash frank, I get a gold star next to my name and maybe even a bonus point. Ooh, so there's so going to be 23 Improv. professional troops, including the one that I'm in, Einstein Simplified, and three high school troops. Mm-hmm. So I think I, in the last episode I made a mistake because I couldn't remember which high schools were there last year. But I've now I apologize to Oak Ridge, whom I forgot. Duh, they're in <laughs> festivals in Oak Ridge. And their improv team is spectacular. And then Hardin Valley. Uh, and I think the third one was probably West, but... Anyway, those ones were probably coming back because they did so well last year. And I was excited about it because one of the high school kids recognized me from Scholars Bowl. Oh, that's <laughs> cool. Oh, you're that guy. That's cool. Oh, no, you're funny, but they're over there. You're serious. <laughs> um, and we're doing shows on that Friday and Saturday. So on uh, Friday the 6th, there's some three evening shows, 7, 9, and 11. And those will be with different troops from all over the place, including some from the Tri-Cities. Uh, there's a Blue Plate Special from Greenville. There's Nashville Improv. You should go see Nashville Improv okay. and tell them I said hi. Tell them I sent you. They do um, a musical improv. So they make up, like, you know, like Wayne Brady. They're able to do yeah. regular skits and uh, or bits, whatever you call them, I guess sketches, that we make up on the spot. But they can also make up songs on the spot. Oh, that's cool. Which is fantastic. It's that's, amazing. That's fascinating. Such so talent. Lacey Madison over there and that gang at Nashville Improv, highly recommend. Okay. And they're going to be at the uh, Secret City Improv. So they're all coming here. That's yeah, right. to oh, Oak Ridge. Cool. Grove that's Theater, cool. Historic Grove Theater in Oak Ridge. So on uh, Friday, it's uh, 7, 9, and 11. And then on Saturday, we're going to start with shows at 3 in the afternoon to get some of the high school kids and the families be able to watch. So there's family-friendly shows at 3 p.m., 5 p.m., and 7 p.m. Now, the 7 p.m. show on Saturday is the one that I'm in, which I look at the rest of the lineup. I'm like, well, you're gonna, we're going to have to keep it clean on purpose because they put us <laughs> in the family-friendly show, which we're not, not normally in, but okay. Um, there's a group coming back from last year called Louis Yes Anderson. So, you know who Louie Anderson, the comedian, was? Yeah, uh, the name sounds familiar. Well, he yeah. hosted, yeah, you'd reckon, yeah. you would know him. And then um, there was a yes and, is what you say in improv. Yes and. So they're Louie, yes Anderson. But er, the guys come out there, and they whatever characters they're playing, they do it while they're impersonating Louie Anderson. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. So you'll see them again this year. That sounds like um, a good time. So then after the uh, family-friendly show that I'm in at 7 o'clock, there's, uh, I guess, regular shows. I don't know how filthy they're going to be. At 8.45 and 10.30. Regular. 
And if you want to learn improv, there'll be some workshops. You can pay some of these experts like Nick Condon, TJ Mannix, Neil Leahy, Nashville Improv Company, uh, Joe Carroll, all teaching workshops on Saturday the 7th. And then TJ Mannix is sticking around to do one after they have the church services in the Grove Theater on Sunday afternoon. There'll even be something special there. So go to um, secretcityimprovfest.com slash frank. Buy your ticket, $10 for one night, $20 for both nights. I'd recommend that. Or if you're in Oak Ridge, you can buy them in person at Calamity's Coffee, Checkpoint Gaming, and a couple other places. The full list, because they've added a few, is on secretcityimprovfest.com. And there you go. (laughs) I have to take a drink. Something about this time of year where... um, I end up needing to hydrate more and do more of the ludens and more of the flonays. And I guess it's just allergies, yeah, right? Yeah, the fall. Really Which, and uh, yeah. yeah. I don't get it that bad in the spring. But the issue I have is starting on October 3rd, I guess, I've got to record the TV show Scholars Bowl, which is my favorite. I love it. I love it so much. Um, it's so much work. My wife, in fact, is in the other room working on it right now. <laughs> She's helping sort the questions oh, so that we'll be ready to go when, uh, when the, we start recording. These shows will be on in January, February, March. But for the first time, it's the 40th season of the show. And no, I have not hosted it all 40 years. <laughs> I wasn't thinking that. <laughs> this, this, some guy named Hop Edwards hosted it in the olden days. Um, and then Diana Morgan and... Um, Oh, no, I just forgot the, the lady's name. I always forget her name. Uh, and then I took, I've been doing it now for eight years. This will be my eighth season fun. as host of Scholars Ball. started in season 33. So 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40. Yeah, in my eighth year. And uh, for the first time in recent memory, going back, I mean, you know, 10, 15 years, first time in recent memory that we have had a perfect tournament, 64 teams. That's the goal. Uh-huh. We've always wanted to get 64 teams, but we've had, you know, 50-something. and That means people get first-round buys. But just no buys, 64 teams, 63 games. Everybody loses once except for the winner. And we lose and you're out. So I'm yeah. very excited about that. And that'll yeah, be, that'll uh, be fun. But, but it seems like every year. <laughs> You've got all kinds of stuff going on. I'm worried about losing my voice at the end of, because uh, we do six episodes in one day. Yeah. Oh gosh! <laughs> I know. And how long they're they're long? I guess They'd be half long. hour oh, each. Yeah, that's a but lot it of takes, talking. But it takes though. an hour to record them yeah. um, because you also have to uh, do a little warm up with the kids before we start taping. Yeah, you know. Yep, that's a lot of talking. Yeah, so I, I probably <laughs> should stop talking now and let you <laughs> talk about uh, Dr. Jason Collier, yeah. who is a, a restorative like dentist, cosmetic cos- implant dentist yeah, in, in Middle Memphis. Tennessee, yeah, Memphis. Okay. Yeah, like oh. right outside of Memphis, Cordova. Oh, all right, so it's like further Memphis over. area, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So if you can go there, uh, you might be able to benefit highly. Yeah, so um, one of our clients, Southern Dental Implant Center in Cordova, this is kind of a, a VIP client, so he gets a little uh, pro bono work. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about my dating life, but anyway, he is a, he's a VIP client, and uh, probably the reason I've spent a lot of time in Memphis um, a very handsome implant it, doctor. It all becomes clear. <laughs> as you'll see, I've got a picture of him. Yeah, but he, um, yeah, lady, sorry. Uh, anyway, he um, is, does, has a charity called The Gift of a Smile. Beautiful. And for years, they have, not long after he opened his practice, you know, over a decade ago, I think it is, don't quote me on all these numbers, um, 
he started the gift of a smile, and, and every year they tried to give a smile makeover away to somebody in the community yeah. that was just you know giving and in need and, and gave gave back to the community. Mm-hmm. And if you guys don't know anything about you know these smile makeovers, you know when people have missing teeth or yeah. they need their dentures replaced or you know they they need all of their teeth replaced, that is extremely expensive. Yeah. It's something insurance doesn't typically necessarily always cover. If they do, it's a very small yeah. amount, and so so many people live with. Missing teeth. Which oh, I have a friend who's an actress who, you know, unfortunately, you know, because of some things, accidents earlier in her life, mm-hmm. she's always trying to work around it and trying to yeah. glue on fake no, veneers, and they keep falling yeah, off. It, it yeah, does, it doesn't work. And yeah. and there are there are things that not only emotionally and you know, but physically that can cause problems with missing teeth over yeah. time. So anyway, he once a year he's tried to do that. Well. We were trying to, he hasn't done it, I don't think, in like a year or so, and we were trying to think of something, and I don't know what it was. One day I was just thinking, and, and I was reviewing some something for some other clients, and I saw that September was um, National Suicide Prevention Month, mm-hmm. and um, it just it hit me. I was like, he needs to do this for somebody that has been impacted in some way yeah. by suicide or mental health. And, and when I say suicide, it could be someone that has attempted suicide themselves, they've oh, had suicidal yeah. thoughts, or... Maybe someone out there whose child or sibling or best friend or, you know, whatever has committed suicide. And it's so many. I mean, we don't oh, always talk about it. there's such a stigma. And there, we need to break that. Look, I know, you know two former morning radio guys who committed suicide within mm. the past, I'll, I'll say year, but really probably a year and a half. About a year apart from one another. Uh, one this past summer and another one the summer before that. And they're both form radio morning DJs who are now, you know, we, we get to the point... And, well, we're not relevant anymore, and I don't know what that, how that Maybe. depression affected them, or if they. I'm sure they had other problems. Yeah. But when you all of a sudden, you know, you haven't heard of this guy in a while, and then you hear that he's dead, and then you find out, oh no. It's just people. People hide behind a smile, and yeah. and, and you just you never know what somebody's going through, and um, it's something. Mental health is very near and dear to me, the topic, and it's something that we need to talk about. But it's suicide is especially. Um, uh, hits home to um, Jason, Dr. Collier, because well, well, we'll just we'll play the video and and you'll maybe okay. that's okay and because yeah. and we have put together a little video so people understand what the gift of a smile is, the smile makeover of up to seventy thousand dollars that he's going to give away for free to somebody out there, Beautiful. and why he wanted to tie it to suicide awareness. Okay, well here he is, the handsome Dr. Collier. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dr. Jason Collier, owner and implant dentist at Southern Dental Implant Center. Uh, a cosmetic dental implant practice in Cordova, Tennessee. So I believe in the power of a confident smile, but I also know that not everyone can afford to have their teeth fixed. That's why over 13 years ago, I started The Gift of a Smile, where we take one person a year, a deserving person who's been contributing to their community but can't afford to have their teeth fixed, and we take them, we do a 100% smile makeover on them, free of charge. This year we've decided to do a little something different and align with National Suicide Prevention Month and give away a smile up to $70,000 to someone who's been affected in some significant way by suicide. The topic of suicide and mental health is very important to me. At the age of 11, I lost my father due to suicide. It's a pain that has stayed with me and left an indelible mark on my life. I wanted to align the gift of a smile this year with suicide awareness and give away a smile makeover to someone in need of dental work that has been impacted by suicide. Not only to honor my father's memory, but also to shed light on this important issue and in my own unique way, help give someone their smile back. 
Depression and suicide rob people of joy. And when someone already doesn't want to smile and then they have missing teeth or other bad things going on in their mouth and they don't want to smile for two reasons. We want to be able to show someone love, let them know someone cares, and give them back both reasons for smiling again. So that that is um, Dr. Collier. Um, and the gift of a smile, again, it's a little niche this time. So, you know, as it is trying to find somebody yeah. who needs dental work, that needs it financially, but also somebody that's been impacted by suicide, right. we need nominees. And right. I understand I thought that of, it's I thought niche. of one of, I have a family member up in Virginia who lost her husband to suicide, but unfortunately she's got beautiful teeth. Okay. Yes. So, so you know, somebody, <laughs> if, if, if Unfortunately, like, she's got beautiful teeth. That's so, so sad. What a smile. But, what a... You know, um, the, the, the reason is because, you know, obviously suicide robs people of, the, of their smile, yeah. um, especially if somebody knows, you know, had a loved one that, that took their life. And then take on top of that, if somebody has dental issues or missing teeth, um, they don't want to smile also. So it's kind of like a, a double hit. Yeah, yeah. And I, I know that it is a sensitive subject and I know it's something that people don't like to talk about. And, and I get that. But if you know somebody that has been impacted by you know suicide or, or even severe depression or mental mm-hmm. health and they need dental, significant dental work, either all missing teeth or a bunch yeah. of missing teeth, and we can help you. Um, this is a and free smile makeover of up to $70,000. You do not have to live in Memphis. But you have um, to be able to get yeah, there. Yeah, you have to be able to get right. there. So He doesn't um, bring the teeth to you. Yeah, unfortunately. You bring the mouth did, to him. Yeah, go to Cordova. <laughs> um, but usually, you know, um, it can get done in a day or two. They might have to come back. Well, he would prefer they come back. And depending on the severity, they would, would need to come back, you know, a little bit later. Yeah. Um, so two visits at the most. But if, you know, if you're here in Knoxville, it's a six-hour drive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or if you're, you know, it's it's not far. We So far, all of the nominees we've actually received aren't from Memphis Especially when you rent an Audi or whatever it is you're uh, driving. Yeah, I felt lucky. Out on that. What is I that did car? The, so I'm in a rental car and I lucked out. I, do, I always do the cheapest six options. hours to Memphis. Yeah. I, come on, <laughs> how fast are you driving? Uh, well, no, it really is six hours. Okay, yeah, six, yeah, about six, six and a half hours. Yeah, depending on what part you go to. All right, um, but yeah, I lucked out on that. I did the you pick thing on the rental car, and yeah. normally when you do that, you know, you're going to get the crappiest car. And at the, both times I've done it, I've gotten a good car. That's outstanding. I don't know, right? But anyway, right. so if um, if you know anybody, uh, you, there's a there's a link that you can visit. I don't know if you can put that up. As sure. Well. It tells you how to nominate, so basically you can call or email, and we just kind of. And even if to you're story. listening on uh, the audio podcast apps, look in the episode description okay. and on YouTube. Look below in the episode description because okay. the link will be in there. Yeah. So if you know anybody, and this is a great, we know that there's a right person out there. Yeah. Um, and somebody out there has lost their smile due to depression or suicide, and also. Um, from having missing or bad teeth, and we want to be able to restore yeah. that for somebody. We want you to live a long, happy, healthy yeah. life and die well into your senior years, like the wonderful Chef Walter. Aww, who, what a, I mean, what an, I mean, there's so many things he did that we don't realize. Yep. You know, he was like very big in the World's Fair in 1982. Mm-hmm. It was a huge figure in the World's yeah. Fair. I mean, he was hired, uh, one of my friends, you may have met her at some point. And Patricia Robledo, she worked in the mayor's office. She um, now works at Knox County Schools. I interviewed her for uh, many times for Olaf Festival, things like that. Well, she was just a kid, a teenager, 18, 19, 20, something like that. And she posted online the letter that she got from Walter Lambert, Ph.D., hiring her to be a VIP hostess, Spanish-speaking VIP hostess, bilingual, at the 1982 World's Fair. So she would, when a VIP would show up who spoke Spanish, she would take them around the fair and tell them, you know, 
what happened. And she Aww. stayed in Knoxville. She's still here. She's an integral part of our community, but that was her first get job oh, that's when cool. she, after she that's got here Walter. with her family. So yeah. Walter had all of this. Now, most of us thought of him as the Amish-looking chef <laughs> who was on the news with you. Yeah. Was, <laughs> you know, I, heard, I saw that. Um, I opened Facebook, I mean, Instagram or whatever one day, and that was filled my feed, and I'd, all these people had sent me messages, and my heart just, just sunk. You know, I hadn't talked to Chef Walter in years, you know, yeah. um, and uh, he was just such a joy, just such a joy to be around. Yeah. Um, just being in his presence, you just couldn't help but be happier. When I put out the flowers for the episode every day, um, I think of him, mm. because sometimes I'll do cut flowers, I'll go out to the garden and get something, but Walter would go and get them from Food City yep, and, and they Bearden. were always when he was cooking. And occasionally, I would have to go out and do grocery shopping, so I would go like at 1, 2 in the afternoon, and I'd see Walter with the, getting the flowers. I'm like, wait, why are, why are you getting flowers? At, it's what time is it? He's like, no, I'm returning them. Yeah. I didn't buy them. I just borrowed them. them. I just borrowed them for one hour yeah. to yeah. put them on TV. Yeah. And then he would tell people to go to Food City Bearden and buy the flowers that he had just had on television. And I'm sure people did. Because he would drive it over there and put it back. Oh, Chef Walter, he's such a special person. And, and we were talking about you know memories and everything. And uh, you know when you're with him every day, five days a week, you know for, for the news, they yeah. all kind of blend and bleed together. But I just, he was always just so funny, and he always had something to say almost every day about Miss Anne. You oh, know what sure. I mean? And just, so if I, if I remember things about him, it's just how much he loved her. He'd work her name into every yeah. uh, oh, food he loved segment. Her so much. And I, I mean, I would just crack up yeah. watching because, I mean, I don't think he didn't, it was, you know, it was like a retirement gig for yeah. him. And he didn't really care that much about the cooking. Yeah. It was more about just being folksy yeah. and, and chatting. So yeah. most of the, I mean, I'm not, this is going to sound critical, but I mean it is in love because it's, it shows you how little it mattered. <laughs> Most of the episode was spent with, uh, episode was it five minutes he had? Oh, yeah, Three minutes, like two that. minutes? Yeah. Most of his time was spent opening the can and dumping things into a pot. Yeah. And then it was run out of time. He's like, oh, well. And then all yeah, of then the, pull out the, the important that steps that you yeah. needed to see other yeah. than dumping things into a pot. Go, and- go, look, go get it online. <laughs> I mean, thankfully, we had all that then. Back then, yeah. you had to mail in... And they would send you a postcard oh, with right. the recipe. You know? So, so well, when I was there, we, we were already doing the online thing. Okay. But I think you still could do that. Okay, in addition, that to, that in addition to getting it. Because how I even know about Shell Fort. You know, I grew up in East Tennessee. But I can remember my Mamma McLeod and my Granny Taylor. They loved Chef Walter. So when I was little, I remember watching Chef Walter because of them. And then both of my grandparents, when they passed... Um, they in their cookbooks, you would find like little handwritten things, and at the top it would say Chef Walter, and it would have the date. So my grandmother McLeod, she had one of his cookbooks, and she was still alive yeah. when I when I was on television here. And um, I remember I, I I got it from her and took it in one of my first months, you know, and asked him to sign it, you know, for her. And now oh, that's she's great. since passed, but I have that. That's fantastic. So, but, you, but there's all kinds of handwritten recipes in it from where she'd watch it yeah. at noon yeah. um, and write down his recipes because again, you you know, yeah. you, you had to write them, you know, write them down. I've so. I've seen people post about this, and I would see him at. Uh, literary events and festivals like the Granger County Tomato Festival. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'd go oh, there every yeah. year and sell his cookbooks and honor, yeah. and there'd be a line. I mean, most I of the bet. other booths, no line. But Chef Walter would have yeah. a line of people wanting to buy He's his cookbook. Hero. And yeah. he and I would end up, actually I realized pretty quickly that I was in over my head that uh, we would end up as a judge for a eating contest or a food <laughs> contest of some kind. So uh, somehow... As a media rep, I got invited to be a judge of the Signature Chefs auction, which was March of Dimes. Yep, and Channel that. 8 would sponsor it for many years. And then, you know, they always rotate around. And some other radio station would sponsor it. But then it shuffles. 
to maybe a different TV station and a different radio station. Now mm-hmm. all of a sudden I'm involved. But Chef Walter, they still wanted him. Yeah. Even if it was a different TV sponsor, they didn't yep. care. They he had him. a guaranteed spot as a yep. food judge. So I'm looking at him, trying to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing. And I, I quickly am thinking, I just love everything. And the other, and the, like the experts, the foodies, in fact, the people from KnoxFoodie.com are over there going, well, it's not quite perfect. It's not quite right. And I'm like, it's delicious. <laughs> so I gave everything the highest score. And then I realized I'm not the right person yeah. for this. I'm not discriminating enough. So I said, I'll MC it or I'll get up and I'll make a speech about the blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. You know, let somebody else taste yeah, it. Yeah. I can do some other aspect of this. Yeah, you know, speaking of tasting, I I don't I was diagnosed with celiac when I was living I remember that yeah. now that you mention it. Yeah, so I started getting sick around two thousand one and I and I was diagnosed There's with There's a place that sells gluten free donuts and fried chicken. You can get everything now. But back oh, okay. then you couldn't get anything. Right. Like the only place I could go was a pizza place that his he had a connection and an outback and like one other place. That was like it. Oh wow. But Chef Walter was always I remember like, you know, I had to explain to him, you know, I can't taste your food, you know, because you know, and he would be so sweet. He, before I even would walk up, he'd be like, Now nah, I checked. You can't have this or or if it had like a breading or something, he would always take some Put it in a little bit and set it aside so that like I didn't could have, have the it. bread on, or like or whatever. Did you have it was, to always get know? up from the anchor desk and walk over there for the mm-hmm. for the clothes? Yeah, yeah. Like after and they that's go, when we got to eat it. They'd go to the card yeah. with with the address to mail in yeah. the website and the mailing address to get the recipe, yep. and then when it came back, it was like the yep. you and whoever's Bob. doing the weather. And well, so that would be Scott, me, Scott, Bob, and Chef Walter. Scott Blaylock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I found a picture of of him driving the Channel Eight car. I'll put it on the screen because you're in the back seat. <laughs> Probably. Let me tell you, I might have gotten my that, those those boys. And I think Chef Walter is in the passenger seat. Probably. Come to think of it. Yeah. That, see these lines that I'm starting to get right here around my eyes. I, those are because of Bob and Scott and Chef Walter because they made me laugh so much. Oh, that much. is so fantastic. Like they, yeah, they are. They just. I Let me see if guys. I can find the picture real quick uh, oh, because it's worth it's worth showing you um, to see if it is in fact. Well, here, um, here's a picture of you with a clown oh nose goodness. on. I don't know if you I want to show like, that see, on TV. I was a baby. Yeah. I would tease you. I would, yeah. I would take these pictures. Off, yeah. I would photograph my television. You would, but you know what? I didn't mind because every. I will say this: everybody, and this isn't the case in every television demographic. Oh, so that's Chef Walter. That. Sure. Oh, send me that. So that's yeah. you, and that's Scott Blaylock. And Chef, yeah. And Chef Walter. Okay, oh, I'm yeah, happy. Um, but yeah, people. Um, are much nicer here than they are in some... And we, we got some ugly ones, but I did get a few ugly ones. And so if you ever remember me on TV mentioning celiac over and over again, yeah. it was because we would get I would get messages from people telling me that I was ugly for not trying Chef Walter's food. So the only negative messages I think I ever got in Knoxville, and so I would try to, and he would try to bring it up a lot too, so people understood that yeah. I had... It's not an allergy. It's an autoimmune condition. Right. I called it an allergy because it was easier. Um, right, but it, 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 I couldn't eat it. Like, yeah, you, know, will, yeah, you will be very sick yeah, and spend yeah. a lot of time in the bathroom yeah, and be throwing very, up and, and coming at both ways. Well, oh. everybody, that's, that, you know what's interesting about celiac? It's called the mystery disease because everybody reacts different. Mine was the opposite. I oh. wouldn't get sick right away. Um, it usually took 24 to 48 hours, and mine was more of a, I couldn't go for a long time. Oh, no. So it was like, yeah, everybody's different. Yeah, yeah. so, but um, I, I never got many ugly messages in Knoxville, but I but did it was because I didn't try <laughs> Chef Walter's food. <laughs> I do remember that, yeah. Oh, yeah. that is outstanding. Yeah. So, yeah, oh, I miss him. Yeah, yeah well, God bless him. May yeah, he rest yeah. in peace. Yeah. Well, I think that's probably a great place to wrap the episode. Yeah. You know, I'll, uh, I'll mention that I, I would hope that I had such a lovely time. This went by this so is quickly. So fun. I know. That um, I, 
I know you've got family in Campbell yeah. County, but if you can find any excuse, and you've also got family in Oak Ridge, uh -huh. if you can find any excuse to come back through I Knoxville and just sit here and spend yeah. another 45 minutes with me, I yeah, would make... If there's ever anything to talk about, I would love to. So yeah, I my don't dad... Care. We can talk about the same... <laughs> my we dad can talk lives about right nothing. down the road. Yeah. yeah, my dad lives down the road. My, fam my mom and my sister and my niece live in Campbell County. And um, like I said... I didn't realize how close that Nashville was from here. Like it's because yeah. you know three and a half hours from Campbell County, but it's only like two hours and forty five minutes right. from my dad's house. Especially in that rental car you've got. <laughs> I might not get lucky and get well, that the next time. The Nashville airport, yeah, people is is on the the east side of town, so uh -huh. it's pretty easy to get to the well, airport. Well, usually when I rent a car, it's in Memphis, and so I'll go from Memphis to Nashville. I stay in Nashville for two or three days and work and, for your company. Yeah, and then I'll come here, um, you know, and see my family if I can, and then go back and work in Nashville, back to Memphis, and then eventually fly to Vegas. I'm, kind of all over the place right. but yeah so. well on those times like around holiday times i'll yeah. be here you know yeah. my wife sings at church for all the big holidays so we're almost always in town yeah i would love to come back and so i miss i miss home people have, I often ask you know if i want to come if i would ever come back and used to i would say no you know well i said i would never leave east tennessee and then i had to or tennessee and then when i got to vegas i really do love it there and i was like i don't think i'll ever leave at the weather and there's something yeah. to do all the time and it's not what you think living there yeah. um but then i've, I've got a friend who's a lawyer in vegas I it love seems it. like it it's seems like so a strange great. but then you've got to remember there's people have families and subdivisions has regular and, jobs yeah, yeah and it, yeah, i don't i don't think i go to the strip unless somebody's in town and you know do you ever go know. to mount charleston um, i've been a couple times yeah i yeah. need to well afterward yeah. um i gotta tell you there's a memorial my uncle is memorialized in this um silent heroes of the cold war monument on mount oh, charleston that's cool. or at the base of mount charleston you gotta go okay yeah. the, it's, so, it's so much cooler it's oh, be, it's it could be 100 degrees in vegas it's like 80 there it's, or or colder you yeah, gotta bring colder. a uh, yeah. jacket you, got, in fact, yeah, you know what you should bring sure. Is a Frank and Friends show yeah, hoodie. Yeah, that would Much be perfect, like this. especially this time of year because it's not too cold yet. You bring it to Mount Charleston. Yeah. I can't even find the logo. Actually, if you Where's come to Vegas, period, here's a little pointer a lot of people don't know. Vegas gets cold. Oh, desert cold. Cold. At night. And yeah. like the wind, it feels very similar to Tennessee on some nights when, say, it's in the 40s. It and can California feel like can be 20. like that too, yeah, where uh, you get the hot day during the desert, but yep. it quickly. The hot air goes away quickly. So at night. basically, you need to bring the beach towel for oh, the, the day towel. and then the, the hoodie for night. You should go into marketing. Oh, what? If you need any marketing, give me a call. Yeah. <laughs> and I got the mug. I got yeah. the. Sarah Roberto loves the logo so much because yeah. her friend Jody That's Collins really good. Uh, designed it from Feral Giant. So she says, and Sarah's got money, so she can afford this. <laughs> she says. That she's going to buy a Frank and Friends show bucket hat and a canvas print for her office. Oh, that's a so really good logo. We have to check. Yeah, yeah and I like it. Frank well, and that's local. A local artist named Jody Collins who used to work for the New Sentinel, and he's got a design company called Feral Giant, and he does beautiful work. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. This has sure. been fun. Nice little blast from the past. All right. Let me uh, tell you, if you like all sorts of audio entertainment, like when you're driving all the way back okay. home and you want to listen to anything on Audible, if you go to audibletrial.com slash show, uh, you get a free 30-day premium membership. So you can listen to anything on Audible. Plus, every month as a premium member, you get a credit for an MP3 download to pick a book and I say pick the longest one you can get for one credit. Like, I mean, like seven hours if you can do it. Uh, and download that and keep it forever. That's so nice. if you maintain your premium, premium membership, you get an MP3 every month. Um, you know, there's other levels, of course. But if you try it out for those 30 days, of course, you're helping support us. There's so much audio. Not only is this podcast on Audible, but hundreds of podcasts, thousands of tens of thousands of audiobooks. You don't have enough time left in your life to listen to all of it, so pick and choose what interests you, and especially it's found time. 
like when you're driving. Yeah, and long it'll it'll remember where you left off. It saves your page. So if you're listening on the Amazon Alexa, or you're listening on the app on your phone, or you're listening on the the Fire Kindle thingies, Fire all the stick, whatever all the things, things um, it picks up at the exact same spot oh, that's from nice. device to device to device. That's nice. Uh, that's audibletrial.com slash show. All these new things. All right. Uh, look for the link in the description below for Dr. Collier, yeah. so you can maybe uh, find, refer that to yeah. somebody who can use that free dental or makeover. Or yourself as well. Yeah, that's, Absolutely. that's perfectly fine too. Yeah. We'd love to have uh, one of you guys benefit oh, be from that and you know brighten, brighten your day, restore your smile. Yeah. You're seriously invited back. And you get, the, you get to keep the business card and the magnet. <gasps> Thank you. That's the Thank refrigerator you. magnet. Those are not for sale. Those uh, <laughs> those are just for the guests. Yes. Got well, it. I had I got to buy more of them. Uh, yeah. I just they I get them from the guy who runs Cherokee Caverns. I buy them from him, and I just I've run out except for the last the last little tiny little I stuff. Get one of the final ones. You have to. You have to. Stay I love it. Thank you for having me. This has You're been welcome. so much fun. I All love right. it. I love being All back. Right. Well, get ready. We'll do the TV close here. You okay. ready? Yeah. All right. Thank you for watching. Thank you for liking. Thank you for sharing and subscribing on YouTube. Tell your friends all about it. It is the Frank and Friends Show. I'm Frank Murphy. And I'm Stacey McLeod. Have and a beautiful day. And we'll talk to you again next time. <laughs> oh, wow. That was really TV. <laughs> Did I pull it back out okay? I, I wasn't even ready. Maybe it was I should so... come back. Maybe I should come back. <laughs> Not too rusty. Not too bad.